So I'm going to make this very simple. When you are the most likely winner in the race, when you are a four to five favorite, um, and you finish a non-threatening, no chance, you never thought he was going to win third, you're disappointing, period. There isn't a debate after that, right? Yeah. He was four to five, and he was beaten five and a quarter, and he ne- and never at any point in the race he was going to win. Never at any point in the stretch did you think he was going to win. How was that anything but there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland Gulfstream parks and Matoga, and all tracks in between there's only one side to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets what is up i'm jared walsh he's in halterman it's thursday july 27th and this swingers off what's up man do i have to talk on this one i think i do don't i you do have to talk some you can't just sit there awkwardly i mean you could but it's gonna make for an awkward show from on my okay, end let's not do that okay <laughs> what's up where man? are you tell the people where you're at yeah live in saratoga at the embassy speech right now so uh yeah it's we're having a good time uh got into town Oh, I don't know, hour, hour and a half ago. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here. One of the races Friday and Saturday here in Saratoga. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun day for sure, or fun two days. But uh, yeah, always nice when you drive into town and you're like, all right, sweet. We made it. After driving 20 hours, we're here. So that's always a good feeling. It's funny how you can feel it. Like uh, uh, yes. whenever, even like when you get close to that, if you're driving or if you're flying, you can just feel it when you get there. Like, okay, we're here. This like it's time to go now. So yeah. I'll be flying in Wednesday. Uh, y'all be picking me up and then it's game on from there. I got the Whitney next week. Um, Friday, Saturday, the dudes. You'll be there. What, are you going to be there tomorrow? Friday and Saturday? Yep. I'll be there tomorrow and I'll be there Saturday. Uh, so both days. Uh, I'm not sure what exact where exactly will be. I'm sure Paddock Bar for a lot of the races. I'll be there for there or at, right there at that Paddock Bar for sure. But uh yeah, going both days. Uh, depending on what's running Sunday, I'll be honest. I haven't looked at Sunday just yet. I got through Saturday. I'm not quite sure uh, I'll be there Sunday or not, but definitely Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, I did. I yep. did do look a little younger with the beer shave. And yes, we uh, make, make sure you uh, you reach out or whatever. We'll we'll we'll, we'll meet together. Basically, just look for the dudes um, in the paddock bar. <laughs> we spend a we spend a good good chunk of time there. <laughs> This is true. Yeah, we should be we should be there. <laughs> if we're if we're not if you go two races and we're not there, then we're not at Saratoga that day. So <laughs> but yeah, it's it's gonna be a blast. It, you're right, the town totally has a vibe to it. We were we were sitting down having a drink uh, just a minute ago and it's like, yeah, this is just like a different world when you come in here, uh, you know, and I don't know, maybe it's not for everybody, but for me, this is the greatest place on earth. I, I just love coming here. Like I said, it's a vibe, it's its own thing. It's a very unique place. Um, I love the racetrack. Don't get me wrong. That's why we're here. But this town in general is just really, really cool. 
Yeah, and you know, I don't like. I don't want to get really like into into all of it, but it's like I, you know, I don't feel like I need to go it like to all the tracks like we used to. You know, like it just feels like you've seen when you've seen them all. There's certain tracks that you're like, okay, I've you know been to Gulfstream, like unless like you know someone crazy is running, you know, otherwise. But when it comes to Saratoga, it's like okay, you go ahead and look the next year. What name me two or three weekends that I'm for sure going. I don't know who's racing, <clears throat> who's running, you know, what the race will be, whatever. Like uh, you just that's just it just has and, and you're right. It's it is a track, obviously, but it's the town itself, it's the vibe. It's the fact that we have a lot of friends there now, um, family and things like that. So it's just, it's just the whole trip in itself. I mean, look, we're, you know, I'm coming in on Wednesday and we're making a trip out of it. It's not like we're just going to Saratoga. You're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to peruse around the area. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it because anytime I've ever been up there, it's always, you know, racing, 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 you know, drinking, 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 and then yeah. go home. But now I get to see uh, get to see where the wife was. Uh, your wife, I should say, was uh, is from, and uh, and uh, you're gonna take me to Lake Placid. I heard, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, you're gonna get the true North Country vacation. That's why I told you you're gonna go to Burlington. You're gonna Plattsburgh, Lake Placid. We're gonna keep you away from the track for a couple of days, and then obviously end up here at Saratoga. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good time uh, for for you to see that. And yeah, I mean there is a like there's a ton of cool stuff up here that i never realized existed up here uh for sure you're gonna be some of yeah but i mean look th this is this is it right i mean this is this is the big time up here down here at saratoga uh i mean it's like I said just walking in this town it's like yeah i'm home i'm back home you know and that's how it feels like now we've been here so many times and you know of course uh you know heather's living an hour and a half uh, away from here uh, growing up uh, away from here is this is, feels like home now we've been up here so much and yeah, this is this is heaven up here. This this six, I guess seven weeks now. There's not much like it. Yeah, Phil, uh, the Bowling Green came out not too long ago, um, so we'll talk about it a little bit. We don't we'll give our like you know final picks just because we have, we've been you know handicapping Friday and Saturday's cards, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely take a look at the Bowling Green here later in rapid fire. Um, obviously, a huge weekend with the uh, with the Jim Dandy coming up, and you know while it didn't draw a huge field, that's kind of been the you know you're off Twitter, but that's kind of been the, you know, as you can might expect the issue with the the Jim Danny only five horses and, um, but you know we got you got a pretty solid five and uh, you go back a week and you had a Haskell and you had a pretty solid group there as well, and dude, uh, I know I'm gonna go the under magic. I saw it on Magic Mike. I'm definitely going under 18 minutes. Uh, my boy Go Rocket Ride wins the Haskell. Like what? What, is, what were these final odds? Thirteen to one, eleven to one. I don't remember what he what he ended up going off of. But we were sitting there. You and I were doing the live show uh, on Saturday afternoon, and we both were just we kept on going back to it. Like, how is he not getting bet? You know, how is Tappet Trice? You know, five to one, and this guy is not getting bet at all. And man, he ran a huge, huge raise. And they're into the stretch. Go Rocket Ride and Mage have gone by Arabian Night. It is Go Rocket Ride, Mage on the outside. The two of them will. Go Rocket Ride, the Californian, the Kentucky Derby winner, Mage. One, two, down to the wire. Go Rocket Ride. Richard Mandela comes back and wins the Haskell. Mike Smith aboard by two and a half lengths. Oh, yeah, he was awesome in that race. And, uh, you know, 
uh, it was interesting that it was it was a very slow time for the Haskell compared to other years, and it was also interesting the buyer was a hundred because visually it looked a lot better than that. I thought he was in some big trouble when Mays started making that move, and then all of a sudden he's put Mays away. So yeah, he ran huge, and he deserves to be right up there, you know, amongst the top uh, group. Uh, he's going to have to win again. Obviously, uh, I saw today where he's probably not going to the Pacific Classic. That hurts him a little bit as far as resume is concerned, but. As far as the Haskell goes, he was fantastic. He he ran the type of race uh, I thought he would. Uh, my big mistake in the Haskell is I thought Arabian Lion, or excuse me, Arabian Knight would run an even better race than that, and he did not. But uh, Go Rocket Ride showed up and did exactly uh, what I kind of thought he would do, and Arabian Knight did not. Well, Arabian Lion probably would have ran better than Arabian I would Knight. Assume um, so. yes. He couldn't have ran more, he couldn't have ran much worse. I know a lot of people were uh, critical of of us being critical of that, about him. And it's just like, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, you know, his first race in six months and, and uh, you know, he'll get better from that. He still held on for third. And it's like, all those are true. And I do expect that he will run better next out. It's just when Bob Baffert, Baffert ships a horse to the Haskell, you expect him to run really well. And uh, he, he, if he get, if you, if he's, if you flip flop mage and Arabian night, I don't think you and I, are, I think we're both sitting there thinking, wow, you know, he ran well. It just, uh, you know, go rock a ride. Like he, he ran, he, that's a, he ran a great race, but he was a distant third. I'm going to simplify this. I didn't know people were given a static about this. I'm going to, I'm going to make this very simple. When you are the most likely winner in the race, when you are a four to five favorite, um, and you finish a non threatening, no chance, you never thought he was going to win third, you're disappointing, period. There isn't a debate after that, right? Yeah. He was four to five, and he was beaten five and a quarter, and he ne- and never at any point in the race he was going to win. Never at any point in the stretch did you think he was going to win. How was that anything but disappointing? You know, I, I did see uh, Michael Austin, whatever. He was like, how are you guys saying he's disappointing? Michael Austin was in the chat, and I'm not picking on him. There's a lot of people, including myself, was in the chat the week of the race saying he is the most likely winner. Okay, when the most likely winner is a non-threatening third, that is disappointing. Period. Yeah. There isn't really a debate in my mind on that. Yeah. Again, I, I just I I'll, I mean I already said it, but it just feels like if you if he's if he runs the maze race, you you aren't the most likely yeah. winner. He ran a nice race, but like you said, like there was never there was a I mean other than like the first part of the race where you felt like he was in a perfect spot, there was never a part of that race where you felt like okay he's going to yeah. win. You know he's going to be um, cause you went from being, you know, you and I both had a very similar <clears throat> exact in that race where we, but we did have Arabian night on top and for, and we had a go rocket ride in second and it was like, okay, that first split second, we thought, okay, we're going to hit this because go rocket ride is doing his thing. And, you know, Arabian night, he's about to do his. And then real quickly from that thought, you thought, oh no, we're not going to hit this because Arabian night is done. And he was. And so, um, Past that, Halterman, I mean, I, I think Mage is kind of what we thought he was, maybe. Like, what we, at least what you and I talked about on Blinkers Off last week, about maybe he is really good, but just he's not, like, Derby, the Derby, what we saw the Derby good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he ran a good race. Uh, I think Go Rocket Ride kind of proved to, to be a legit horse, and it's kind of a shame we didn't get to see him, you know, Santa Anita Derby, Kentucky Derby, that kind of thing. But, um the rest of the field, you know, just, I don't know 
how much behind, I guess you can go behind Arabian night because we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt going one more time, but behind him, man, I like, like tap a trice awful. Yeah. I mean, he is beyond bad at this point. Well, you know, to the Arabian night just kind of rounded up. It's, 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 it's really, believe me, it's okay to say Arabian night was disappointing, but I still don't hate Arabian night going forward. Right. Yeah. Like both things are true. He was disappointing the Haskell. He may be okay going forward. Okay. Uh, yeah. Extra Nejo didn't break very well. I think he's the other one. You kind of, you don't draw a line through because he still didn't have a ton, but that was not what he wanted to do. That was not his trip. Right. So I think with, the, with extra Nejo, you kind of draw a line through him, but there's no doubt there was really only two horses that ran up to the standards uh, that we had set for them. And that was Mage and go rocket ride. Mage was, was fine. He'll He'll be fine going forward. I don't think he's Kentucky Derby Mage. I think that was the aberration, and he is what he is in all those other races, which is damn good, but not like an elite type. And that's I think that's where he's at right now. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's probably a better way to put it. Like, Extra Nejo to me is he deserves another chance, but in the same regard, I don't think he is like who a lot of us thought, myself included, thought he might be you know like this all other world horse that once if you just would have stayed healthy it would have been you know um i don't think he's that okay um because mm-hmm. i do think like even with a bad break a horse that is that caliber you know runs a huge race mm-hmm. um and i just don't think he is that now is he good can he win a, a race down the road like a st- i don't i don't think that's out of the question at all um especially considering who trains him but i just I don't think he, and I think it's all a little bit, you know, I saw a comment, I don't know where it went now. Um, yeah, Kevin, it's kind of like a little bit like in the eye of the holder. It's like, if you were against Arabian night, the, uh, maybe you thought, well, maybe it was okay. Cause he ran third and he's better, you know? So it's like, but for people that bet him and maybe that's the same way with a lot of these other horses. Um, if, if you, if you didn't like, uh, uh, tap a trice, well, he ran like that. If you really liked him, then obviously you think he's, he's trash. I don't know what you do with tap a trice. I think you, he's a, he should be like a million dollar gilding at this point. Um, but he, like, he never even, he, I, I think you said it on, on Magic Mike or some, I don't know. Uh, he never even got a call in the race. Like, you wouldn't even know when he was in the race. No. Not no, one. he just, he didn't fire. He didn't, he didn't fire any kind of effort. I mean, he's better than that uh, for sure. But he's just, I am with you. Like, I don't really know what you do with him. He, he's, he's expensive. He's grade one winner. So he's probably going to be a sire at some point. You're probably just running out the rest of his career, hoping, you know, that he, that he jumps up and runs a big race somewhere. I, I don't think you put him in the Travers. That's for sure. And yeah, you know, the Travers kind of the barometer. So you look at like an extra Nejo, it's like, can he go to the Travers and win? Doesn't seem it right. Like really the only two you would think could compete in the Travers were the top two finishers. Um, but I mean, a lot of them aren't going from the Haskell. That's the other thing. I think Mage and Extra Nao might be the only two in the Travers that we see from the Haskell. So yep. uh, there's a downer there as well. I mean, the Go Rocket Ride thing sounds like he's going shared belief. I mean, that's that's not exciting for for a horse racing standpoint, you know. Well, and I think that's kind of it's kind of weird too, right? Like I. I I don't know, like for a guy that, that had him in fantasy league and felt like, you know, you barely got any races out of him. It's like, it's a little concerning when it's like straight out of it. It's like, okay, we'll probably go to the 
Pacific yeah. Classic, you're thinking, oh, that's that's a big, you know, that's huge. Pacific Classic into the maybe into the classic, and now it's completely diverted down to maybe it's a shared belief now. He was a little tired, and now it's like, well, is when are we gonna see? Will we see him in the shared belief? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's just that little subtle sign with him, with a horse like him, especially that kind of at least gives you pause. Oh, absolutely. And you know, listen, Mandela is very, very conservative. That's the other thing about it. That's why him shipping to Monterey yeah, exactly. was, was, was the big key, right? But he's not going to leave California. That is a hundred percent. It's not going to happen. And again, I should say, and well, maybe they go Pennsylvania, but I doubt it, but you know, he's very conservative. He's not going to, he's not going to do a Baffert and be like, here's the plan. And this is what we're going to do. He's going to run a race and then they're going to go, okay, how's he doing? Okay. He's either doing good or not as good. And now we'll play in the next one, you know? So and to run in the Pacific Classic, you've got to be <laughs> really, really good right now. You've got to be doing great. And like I, I heard, the, I read the article. It's just like, well, he's tired. Well, you're probably not going to run in that race if you're a little tired. Yeah. I mean, and he shut it down real quick the day after, like even before like they reverted or diverted the plans a little bit from the Pacific Classic. He was like, yeah, we're not going to Travers. Like it's not going to make sense for us to come back to California, then go back to Saratoga. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I don't think we're going to see him again out of the state of California, at least this year. I'd be shocked, really. Um, I, I'd be shocked if he ever leaves the state again. Which is going to be, which is if you say worst case. Well, this is not worst case. Close to the worst case scenario for us betters could be we don't see he runs in the shared belief. And maybe it's like sort of impressive, but nothing, you know, like you say, like he doesn't beat much and whatever. And and maybe he doesn't run again to the classic. And then it becomes a big time betting situation where you're like, what do I even do with this horse? Because maybe he is really good, but we haven't seen him enough in the Haskell win. Is that enough to give you confidence that he is the pick to win? If you want to pick a three-year-old to win the classic. If he goes shared belief classic, you bet him. That's how I feel about it. I just don't think there's going to be enough there to work where you're going to go. Hey, I think he's going to win unless we fall apart from an older horse division, which we're close. If Cody's wish loses, we, we may fall apart yeah. completely from an older horse division. So uh, to me, it's like you, you got to see him, you know, run a big race other than the Haskell between now and the classic. Right. So, and maybe it's the awesome beginning of older horses at Santa Anita. That's possible as well. Well, uh, speaking of at least the three-year-olds, and, and we'll see if this three-year-old division, if he stands atop of that after this weekend, or if a horse named Forte wants to say, you know what, forget it, don't forget about me. Uh, maybe I'm the top three-year-old that could win the Classic. That That's this weekend. We will uh, give picks and preview the uh, Saturday's $500,000 Jim Dandy Stakes at Saratoga. Halterman will be there live. Then we're going to get some rapid fire selections from some of the remaining stakes races this weekend at Saratoga and Del Mar, including the $400,000 Bean Crosby stakes at Del Mar. It's a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the Breeders' Cup. Uh, Qatar Racing Sprint. Let's go. Man, those Del Mar races are... They may not have, like, the winners of the Breeders' Cup race, or, you know, if you're you're talking about uh, the San Diego, you want to throw that in there for the Classic. Mm-hmm. But they are challenging races to handicap. Oh, Absolutely. Del Mar is, has been uh, just, I mean, it's been awesome. <laughs> There's no way around. The betting at Del Mar is amazing. And, and like, right, right before we got on the show, I had a pick at Del Mar, I think for a dollar, it paid almost 120 bucks. 
And that's why I tell people, it's like, look, you're not going to hit every pick three at Del Mar. You don't have to. You don't need to. You just need to hit one. <laughs> and, and that's the beauty of that track right now. And it just continues to give. And again, like it wasn't some complicated pick three. It was logical horses at decent prices that were winning. It's 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 one of the it's it's, it's a fun track, but and it's you know we saw it you know last weekend. Um, but man, it's just with those big fields, it, it they're fun to watch and they're fun to bet, but they are tough. They're tough to hit, and sometimes the the sequences that you want to get a little creative in, you don't need to. Um, the, the favorite, you know. Um, that horse, what was the horse's name that won? Was it Saturday? I think the the turf race. The oh, the one you, yeah, I can't. Yeah, the one I picked on the show. Yeah, um, the three horses. That was a really nice looking horse. Yeah, um, and one of those where it's like oh, it was a huge field, and you really don't have to overthink it. And in other cases, and other times, you look back on the ocean side, and you're like, you might as well throw a dart. It was that kind of race. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Ocean side. Uh, was the race I went short in opening day and it killed me, but four out of five. So uh, I didn't miss that that uh, that single uh, with a horse that it was in my top four, but I had to go show it somewhere, you know. Um, yeah, Eddie. That was. Uh, I mean, listen. Yeah. He not only did he say that, but like not only did, or not only was that a, a true stat, but I mean, just the what what he was saying going into the race made you at least know that, Hey, he's not like, he thinks a lot of this horse. He didn't bring this horse over to, to run, like just running the Haskell. He thinks this horse can win. And, um, you know, he's not one of those, like you said, ultimate, he's not one that one that's, you know, overly, uh, like he's a super conservative trainer, but two, when he starts talking about a horse like that, you listen, you know, and he started, he was talking about that horse, which is a big reason why I claimed him in the fantasy league back in February or March, whenever it was. Cause it's like, he was talking really highly of the horse. Right. And they went right from that maiden into the stakes race. And you're thinking, Oh, this is, you know, he obviously thinks a lot of this horse. And, and he, I mean, so from the get go, they've had a high intent, you know, high hopes for, for go rocket ride. Well, and Eddie, I'm the dumbest person in the world because I used him in all kinds of doubles and all kinds of exactas. And I used him, and so many bets, it's not even funny and didn't connect. And, and, and when it, I'm sitting there and it's 12 to one and it's like, all you had to do, you dummy, was bet a win. How dumb are you? You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to me, myself, not you, Eddie. <laughs> but uh, just to be clear, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, Eddie, I had so many you. double probable would have, you know, broke the bank. It's not even funny. And none of them came in. So it, it was just, uh, I've had a lot of people say, hey, it's for that Haskell video, and I myself didn't cash on that. <laughs> I, 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 I just really, really feel stupid for the happen to Haskell, but, you know, that's part of racing as well. Um, look at this. All right. So this is a good question. Thanks, for, by the way. for the Yeah, thank you. Um, and he also asked uh, to you. So uh, I'm new to horse racing or new to horse betting, but not sports wagering. I really enjoy your channel, but I'm a little discouraged with horse betting so far, but should I stick with it? And he also adds, I wish there was a larger community. Seems like sports betting is more socially acceptable. People look down upon horse betting. In my opinion, I live in Chicago area. Any thoughts? Uh, I think we have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, the second thing first, yeah, you're going to get looked down on. It's not a popular sport. Um, we live in we live in Missouri, and most people have no idea what it is. So, I 
I don't care about that. But if you are a person that cares about what people think of you, you make it out of the sport. Um, as far as uh, should, are you discouraged? Here's what you have to realize. Uh, to win in sports, you need to hit about 55, 58% of the time uh, to, to beat the VIG and everything like that. So that's, you know, you're going to win a lot more in sports than you are in horses. Horses, we're sitting here talking about it. I may hit one pick three today at Del Mar and make money. So horse racing is much more discouraging to bet, much more, mm. not even close, um, because you're going to miss a lot more than you hit. You got to go into it with an attitude. If you don't, it's probably not for you to be blunt about it. Um, you, you know, if you hit 30% winners, you, you're doing really, really well. And that's just betting wins. That's not adding in exotics. I mean, look at like, let me pull up the my just for reference. Um, let's see if it's up here. Best bets. Yeah. 47 and 64 is my current <laughs> win loss. Mm -hmm. Um but you go down, and this is coming from a guy. You can't. It stops right here. But I, I think when I tell you, I was like two of two for eleven at one point. In the last stretch there, I think I hit two winners. And again, and one of the, and it was only one was a it was a horse bet. You know, the other one was baseball. And then you go back and look and today, especially last two days. But I've had a six hundred fifty dollar winner, um, one hundred seventy five dollar winner today um, at Saratoga. And so, and listen, we're not, you know to either like to we're not like the outsiders we're not the ones like saying hey we win everything like no trust me we have some heart to hearts all the time it's like man this is so frustrating like we had it last week after the after the haskell it's just like man like it's just it's just just that kind of sport but like as i can say it's like you have to stick with it if you want to play it and you have to know that like Hey, one, you don't need to bet every sport or every game or every uh, every race. And two, like like sports, it's like you might have four or five games going at a time. You don't need to do that in horse racing. Pick your spots, find what the or the positive EV situations. You know, look at those will pays, things like that. And when it makes sense, play it. And and if you do, if you play consistently and you play the right, you don't divert. Like you just you keep consistent how you bet. You will have success with it, but it is a it comes with a lot of frustration. <laughs> Lots. Well, I mean, I it, you sometimes, you know, if you go go a while and you miss exotics and you're getting upset, you just back up to a win, kind of keep it simple, get your feet back under you again, and then go back to the exotics. You know, but yeah, we all get frustrated. Um, if you would have seen us after the Haskell show on Friday, on Saturday, you would you'd be, oh, yeah, these guys get frustrated, too. We were beyond frustrated. It, it, that's of it because you're going to miss a lot of game or a lot of races. It's just that's that's the the uh, that's just the way it is. That's a harsh reality of horse racing. You're going to miss a lot of bets. It's and it's uh, it's. It's like one of those things where you feel like you do the exact same thing every day in, you know, day in, day out or whatever. And some days you have wild success and you're thinking, gosh, I could hit anything. Give me, just pick, give me a form and I'll, I'll pick you a winner. And then uh, like doing the exact same thing tomorrow, you couldn't pick a one horse race. You know, it's just, it's that kind of sport where I feel like sometimes in, in sports, especially sports betting, you can get kind of, a good vibe off a team or whatever and, and start to like really play that team and, and have success with it. It's horse racing is tough. It's a little different. Oh, and I mean, we may have a, a, an example on the air because 
The 11 just won it nine to one at, at Del Mar, had it in the pick five. I'm three for three, <laughs> but it could be a, it, it, and in these next, this next hour, no, seriously, three, five, seven, it could be looking at a couple thousand or we could be looking at a total loss. So, but this is the thing you, you've got to set yourself up for those kind of scores. We talked about it. Uh, Jared and I talked about it personally after it's like, look, you got to set yourself up for those scores and then they have to come through. You can't, you cannot control what the horses do, but you can control who you play and what bets you make to set yourself up for the most profit. So that's what you got to do. And then they either come through or they don't, right? To me, there's a sure single in the next leg of this thing at Del Mar. The horse, if the horse runs well, it'll win. But you can't control if that horse will show up and run well. And that is the thing. You've got to have that kind of attitude of, I'm going to put myself in positions, the best positions I think possible, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, and that, not to keep you know harping on it, but that that to me is the hardest over the last couple of weeks where I, you know, I've been kind of, I'd say more cold than hot. It's just been like, I feel like I've been like, Oh, I'm alive for a thousand dollar score. Oh, I'm alive for a $1,500 score. Oh, I'm alive to whatever. And it's like, you, I can't hit any of them. You know, like I feel like I was putting myself in all these good positions and getting nothing out of it. And it becomes extremely frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when there's, especially when the next race where you're like, oh, probably, I probably, I like that horse, but I'm not going to play it. And the horse wins. And so it's just a very frustrating, um, you can't chase it. You got to just keep going. Uh, he says he wants to know if, uh, it's best to start wagering only on graded stakes races or just pick one track or meet at a time. Um, I, I certainly would probably stick with a meet. I think that's better than just, Hey, I'm going to pick out the graded stakes. So for me, when I started, it was Oakland park. Prairie Meadows and Remington, because those were the three tracks that were closest to my house. Okay. So I learn, and as I, I see, okay, what tracks are best for me, you know, Saratoga and Del Mar uh, are the two right now that I'm following. So I'm following than one. But if you're a beginner, just following Saratoga or Del Mar makes a ton of sense um, and, and go about it that way. And just one, eight, who are the jockeys? Who are the trainers? What are the patterns? And, and and totally immerse yourself in that. That is how I would start. Um, and then I would branch out from there if if you feel the need to do that, right? Um, but I think I think sticking to to the one meet, becoming a you know, quote unquote expert at that meet is is what makes sense to me for a beginner. Yeah, I'm you know, for example, given considering the time of the year we we're in, I would say just play Saratoga. Just play Saratoga. And, and not like, look at me, like, you know, when I started years ago, it was like, obviously I was playing Oakland, but then I kind of, I get, I'll play every race, but I like greatest stakes races and better. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite because I just tend to gravitate towards the better horses. I feel like you can count on those horses a little bit more. So I tend to gravitate those. So you can even go even further and say, I'm just going to, you know, study Saratoga. And then maybe you, on the other hand, go, you really enjoy claiming races. You get a, you get a good feel for them. You like whatever. So it's like start with the meet and then you can kind of hone in from there. Maybe there's a certain yeah. angle that you like, and then, you know, maybe a certain trainer you like who tends to run a lot of uh, great stakes or, or maybe claiming races or whatever. And then you can get a good feel for it. You know, there's no perfect way to do it. Um, it's all about what you're comfortable with, what you like. Uh, Cause that's their part, you know, you got to enjoy it at least, you know, when you're handicapping 
the forum all day or whatever, however you use it, you got to be able to enjoy what you're doing and then not to sit there and feel like, man, I got to look at 10, 10, you know, uh, uh, claiming races, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's how yeah. I feel sometimes when I'm looking over at, uh, <laughs> look at this, just pick Linda Rice horse. That's true. Pick Linda Rice and Doug O'Neill. If you're playing, um, Del Mar. But right there, that comment tells me you're paying attention, right? So that's good. You you picked up on it already. Yeah. So it's like you just learning those things, learning when she is hot and when she's not, and seeing, uh-oh, she's cooled off. Stay away from her for a few weeks. Uh-oh, she won a couple more. Put her back on everything. I mean, that, that's when we say, hey, follow one track, that's the shit we're talking about, right? Yeah. And outside, like, something my dad who, who doesn't follow just one track or, or he follows oakland but he doesn't follow uh, naira exclusively he just sees linda rice and thinks bet but if you're following naira you know when linda rice needs to be bet and you know when she doesn't because you follow it and you see oh shit a bottle off all of a sudden you know and, and so that's that's the stuff that, that we're talking about that you'll pick up on where if you try to go six seven eight tracks you're not going to pick up on stuff like that Right. You don't have, you don't have the, just the time to do it. So, right. Yeah. Uh, one to nine on, uh, Stealing Crusher, who is your single in the next race, my single as well. I mean, he um, should be. So, in my, yeah, should crush. So we'll see. Uh, 21 <laughs> minutes post. We'll, we'll kind of, guys, kind of give you guys updates. Make sure if you're uh, watching this alongside, we'll look at race seven at Del Mar. All right, guys. And they're off in the Jim Dandy Stakes. It's time for the main event this weekend. That, of course, is uh, race 10 on Saturday at Saratoga, the grade two Jim Dandy Stakes. Uh, it's going off at 5.45 p.m. Eastern, 500K for three-year-olds, going one and one-eighth miles. Field of five lines up here. And, you know, it's it's tough to find a field of five that when the highest, you know, price, usually you'll have one or two, you know, out of those five, they're like, you know, that. Maybe it's like 15, 20 to one or something like, you know, higher odds. But all these, you look, I mean, really wouldn't be that surprised if any of these horses win. Six to one on Disarm, Forte at seven to five. Six to one on Hit Show. Brad Cox has three of the five. Five to two on Saudi Crown and Angel of Empire at five to two. So, Halterman, it really seems like, now I'm not going to, like you know, maybe Disarm can win or maybe you think he will win, but it seems like it's it's about picking one of the Brad Cox horses or is it Forte? Where are you at with Forte in this race? Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I think you're right about that. I think it's going to be. I honestly, for me, it's Saudi Crown, Gate to Wire, or Forte winning. I think it's one of those two things are the most likely outcomes. You know, you look at this thing. It's a five horse race. And Saudi Crown is loans, right? So there's no there's no question about it. He's going to be really tough to run down. I will kind of pause for a second. A lot of times these Jim Dandies, they do set up like this. If you go back and look at the Jim Dandy year after year, there is a lone speed horse usually in it because there's usually only five in the race. Uh, it always draws kind of light. So I I hit the brakes. You know, last year I remember there was no speed in the race and Joel Rosario took Epicenter all the way to the back. And up the backside, I'm sitting with Ricky Pasternak that uh, he's going, this is ridiculous. What is he doing? This is the worst ride ever. And Epicenter won five. And by the way, I agreed with Ricky. I thought it was like, oh, I was panicked. So the best horse still sometimes finds a way, even in this race, no matter what the pace setup is. So with that being said, I'm going to go Forte on top in this spot. I, I don't think he'll get that far behind. 
sometimes in these five horse fields, you end up grouping together a little bit closer than you think. Look at Next and Clarier uh, last weekend. Um, you know, Clarier was not that far behind Next, or Nest, I should say. Next was today. Nest uh, was not that far behind Nest, and it didn't, it didn't matter because it was just a grouped up four horse field and, and they just sprint to the finish. I think that's kind of how it's going to be here. I put Forte on top. I think he's the best horse in the race. I got Saudi crown second. Well, you know, we're not, I don't know. I, I actually went into the race. Well, I was say we're not far off, but I guess we are because I went into the race thinking, okay, I'm going to try to beat Forte here. One, I think for, you know, in a five horse field, you know, this is a horse obviously is, you know, three year or two year old champion, you know, second last out in the Belmont, uh, off the long layoff, and of course, you know, scratched out of the Derby and all the, you know, no, you know, don't need the whole story there. But obviously, Forte, who who beat Mage, went on to win the Kentucky Derby. I think there's a chance to beat him here. I mean, he may be the best, right? And that's that's this reality. But I do think it's. I'm very interested in the two outside Brad Cox horses and in Saudi Crown and Angel of Empire for a couple of reasons. One. I do think the race will set up nicely for Angel of Empire. He gets back to that mile and eighth distance that I think is maybe right perfectly, like right hits him right between the eyes. You know, he's two for two of the distance. He, you know, there is a star. Um, and the uh, in the Arkansas Derby, he was just awesome um, at a mile and eighth. And so it gets back to that, you know, have a little bit of a layoff there, kind of, you know, a little break from that triple crown. So I do think that he is going to fire a, a nice race, but, Listen, I went from, oh, wow, that's kind of funny. Saudi Crown ended up showing up here to thinking, wow, this that's pretty big. Like, I think this horse might be the goods. And I remember texting you right after the Dwyer. I was like, man, that horse is a freak because mm -hmm. he ran his eyeballs out that day in the Dwyer. And Fort Bragg, obviously, just, you know, just, just barely, barely better than him. But, you know, he did all the dirty work. Dwyer, in the Dwyer, he went 22 and 44, 108 and change. And still almost held off Fort Bragg, who ran huge. They put up a 106 buyer. He's out of a tap at mare, always dreaming as a sire. But I think this horse has speed. Well, I think we know that. But I do think the horse can go go a distance, too. So we'll find out how far he wants to go. But, man, I I think I like Saudi Crown on top to steal this thing. I, I, I do think we, we might. Um, I just don't see enough. I'm with you. I do think Forte will be closer than he's been. But you have a bunch of, you know, Disarm comes from way out of it. Saudi Crown comes, or I mean, Angel of Empire comes from way out of it. Hit Show should be closer, but I don't, I'm until proven otherwise, I'm not, I'm not really too concerned with Hit Show. I just think Saudi Crown might steal this thing on the front end. Now, the only horse that I, I'm going to play it probably four over two, you know, something like that, because I do think Forte will make his run. I mean, Forte makes a run every time, but maybe this is an opportunity to try to beat Forte. Are you concerned at all with a mile and an eighth for Saudi Crown? Um, that, that was kind of one one thing. It's, he's going further than ever. Um, I, that was a little bit of a possible. I think you'll get it, but I, I wanted to get your thoughts. Since you're going to pick him on top, obviously, I guess you're not worried about the mile and an eighth. Well, I I mean, I obviously think that's a it's a question mark. We don't know. I mean, we haven't seen the horse go. I mean, it went six, six and a half, and then a mile. Um, got you know got beat at the mile to Fort Bragg. But I look more at the at the buyer and what he got that day. And and really, if you want to look at anything else, like the numbers came back super strong for Saudi Crown. Now, listen, they're going to have to come. He's going to have to like chill out a little bit on the front end if, they, if you know. But 
they shouldn't get any. I don't see any horses in here, even if you think Forte is going to be closer than normal. I mean, look, you, you go back and watch some of these races, even like at Saratoga in the hopeful. I know it's a long time ago, but 22 and 45, they went that day and he was still like five links off the, the, the thing. And so I just don't think he can even keep up with Saudi crown. And so if Saudi crown can go the distance, you know, it might be one of those things where if he puts him away as fast as if he goes fast early, that even if he doesn't quite want to go the mile and eighth, he might just have been going so fast early in the race that none of these horses can, can kind of get to him late. And so um, I, I just thought it was a big tale that Brad Cox yeah. put him in the race when he already has angel of empire. And I think a lot of people are thinking, well, he just put him in there to, you know, to help juicing up the speed and, and whatever for, for angel of empire. That may be true. We'll find out, but I, you know, I just, I was really impressed with Saudi crown that day, did all the dirty work and still about won that race and Fort Bragg ran huge. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think Angel of Empire to me is, is, gosh, he just seems to kind of be up against it in the spot. Uh, maybe he'll show up and kind of be able to sit a little bit closer. Like I said, maybe they have grouped together a little bit closer than you think. But Angel of Empire to me was one I kind of had circled. This would be a good race for him. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm a little bit worried that the setup's really not going to there. I still think a lot of him. I still think he's got a race, uh, another race, I should say, with his name on it. But I'm not sure if it's this one. I agree. I think if you're going to use Brad Cox horse, I do think Saudi crown from a pace situation makes sense. I'll say this. I'm with you. Like that race against Bragg, that was about as good as anything we've seen from a three-year-old talking about Fort Bragg and Saudi crown hitting it together. So I don't, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. I, I think if you use the two and the four, you're in really good shape in this race. I don't really think you need anybody else. It'll be interesting to see what my, Dad, we're going to cover this late pick five at Saratoga on the next show uh, after Blinker's off, and uh, be interesting to see if he feels that way as well. But I kind of looked at it and said, "Look, I think I think Saudi Crown is the horse that fits the best for Brad Cox, and I think Forte is the best horse outside of Saudi Crown." Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty accurate as far as like I think he's the unknown Forte. We know what he is. Um, I mean, all I know, I. You know, it's been hit or miss. Like, we've had some really good advice. We've had some pretty poor advice. Um, so, you know, you take it for what it's worth. But when I asked our connection uh, about which Brad Cox, it was hit show was not mentioned. And they said it was between, he said, one, Saudi Crown or Angel Empire will win, just not for sure which one. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, I think I could have told you that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the biggest part of that was we didn't even mention hit show. So if you do like Hit Show, I don't think that's a great sign that you you, know, you have three of the five and and you don't even mention one of them. So, Look, um, if Hit Show wins, I will be very disappointed. Not, I mean, it'd be fine, good, good for the owners or whatever. But to, to me, he's a, he's a cut below this group. Yeah, so. I I do like. To me, I like the idea of if I'm playing the multis. Obviously, I wouldn't single. Um, which is kind of interesting considering you have Forte in the race. You may have thought you would have, uh, and, and maybe you, you know, if you want to, I guess go for it. But I like the idea of playing Saudi crown and Forte just because it's like, okay, listen, either Saudi crown is the goods and they can't get to him or Forte does his thing and catches to him late. And one of the way I feel like I have the best speed and I have the most talented, maybe the best closer, or however you want to look at that in yep. Forte. So I think that's to me, the most logical way to play it. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I, I okay, so we, we kind of mentioned it. Obviously, not a lot coming out of the Haskell into the Travers. You know, ten, this tends to obviously produce a lot more of that, but you got to think we're going to see Forte, um, unless something were to go drastically wrong here. We're going to see him regardless in the Travers. Uh, you know, thoughts on, you know, I mean, I, you really look at this field, man, and you kind of think all five might be there. I mean, I guess Saudi Crown would be the, the question mark if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't fire, if he doesn't look great in mile and eighth or whatever the case is. Yeah, he's not going to go. Um, but if he wins or, you know, runs a good race, like there's a good chance all five of these horses show up in the Travers. I see no reason why all five shouldn't be there as long as they're healthy. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, you look at Disarm and Angel of Empire and Hit Show, three horses that whether you like them at this race or not, that the setup should be better next time in the Travers with a bigger field and even Forte for that matter. And then Saudi Crown, you know, say he wins or I guess maybe if he hates he's not going to run in the Travers, but you know, if he wins or whatever, or runs a good second, he should be there. I, I, I mean, especially when you look at the high school and it's like, well, the winner's not going to the Travers. Okay. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Mage is yeah. coming. Well, I mean, we've proven we can beat Mage a few times. Baffert's going to send national treasure and, uh, and reincarnate. I mean, all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, to me, if I have one of these horses and even if I run fifth in this race, as long as they're healthy, their ass is going to the Travers. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't own this horse not in this in one of the biggest races of the year. So I agree. All five of these horses should go as, you know, assuming healthy and they don't run just horrific in this race. Do you, are you, I mean, I'm kind of interested in what you think of this because I, here's, here's what I think. I, yeah, I felt like that Aspison believes extra Nejo is better than Disarm because that's why he ran him in the Haskell versus disarm and the gym dandy do you agree with that and and if you do agree with that do you think are you concerned about disarm because if that's not if if extra nail was the best and we saw what he did in haskell what do you think of that logic i don't know that i agree with it and here's the only reason why i say it where did epicenter run last year well that's true i think but why go ahead well go ahead no no go ahead well, I mean, I guess you had to you had to separate them, right? You know yeah. that, that that's the key. Um, I took it as if you're gonna if you think the horse is good enough to to win the Haskell, I mean, you're gonna bring the horse that you think has got the best chance. Maybe with Epicenter, you know, I, you know, with, in his case, he had ran in a bunch of the Triple Crown, um, and so maybe he took it a little. You know, wasn't gonna go through the Haskell. Um, and yeah. instead kind of kept him at, at Saratoga. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't necessarily think that. Running in the Jim Danny means you're a bad horse. I just thought when you compare, when you have two out of the same connection, same barn, everything like that, that was at least my my first, that's where I went with it. If you go back and look at the history of the Jim Dandy and the Haskell, the Jim Dandy usually produces the Travers winner. And that's why I, I think logically what you're saying is right, but I do pause when I just, just automatically assume it because of that, right? Usually, yeah. if you want to win the Travers, this is the race you prep in. Um, so but that's why I kind of do take a little bit of a pause on that. Um, I I get what you're saying, though. I, honestly, I think they've got two horses that are pretty damn similar. And so I think they just split them up and said, all right, one will go here, one will go here. And we'll see how the chips fall. I don't necessarily think either of them are top-notch, you know, quote-unquote world-class type epicenter runners like we saw last year 
No, no, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, we'll see. It'd be interesting to see, you know, that if if they both were like if they both entered into the Travers, or if one of the other runs in the Travers. I mean, you can't like you got to respect who they are, especially if mm-hmm. this arm comes in and runs like second or something here. Um, but at the same time, it 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 definitely feels like you're right, like. To epicenter one last year, and it doesn't feel like either one of those. Well, I know neither one of those horses is epicenter, right? Right. Um, and so it's going to take a big effort um, to beat a, a horse like Forte or Saudi Crown. Halterman's got the two Forte. I'm going to go with the speed horse, um, number four, Saudi Crown. Um, we can comment on that if you want to. How many horses do you think? I mean, Archangelo will be there, um, Mage, uh, Forte. I mean, let's say four out of the five of this field, let's just say to go, and then you've got Mage, um, mm-hmm. Archangelo is six, probably missing a couple, maybe eight, nine, eight or nine. Yeah, I'd say that's probably accurate. It, it's it's hard to guess this far out, but I'd say eight or nine for sure. The interesting part about that race is um, – thanks to our good friend magic who really pushed to have a, a race like the Derby in the summer. Um, <laughs> we, it is like a Derby in the summer. So uh, what is why they call it the midsummer Derby. And so even if you, you, a lot of times we saw it last year, for instance, with our good friends, the Von Hemels, you know, they took a swing with a horse that maybe is not quite good enough, you know, clearly, but mm-hmm. the opportunity was there. The horse was running. Well, you go to the, you know what I mean? And it's similar. And it, it's very similar to the Derby in that sense to where it's like, you don't just go bring a horse to the gym dandy because you want to. You 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 point to the Travers. It's the Travers, you know, and so that's kind of similar in that case where you will get some horses that nah, that necessarily don't belong, maybe, but it's the Travers and they're going to be there. Yep. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, time for rapid fire presented by Racing Dudes Best Bets. If you haven't checked it out, go to racingdudes.com and click on the best bets um page there on the main menu and you can see we, we kind of mentioned it earlier we showed it on the screen uh you know myself and halterman around as well as the rest of the team at racing dudes you know who we like each and every day uh especially right now with saratoga and del mar and halterman and i've been playing a lot of horse uh, horse bets but we also throw in some baseball and obviously when football gets around we have football in there as well but it's it's literally who we like what plays in particular we like each and every day at Saratoga and Del Mar um, and across the country in sports. So if you're kind of kind of you're new to it or maybe you're you're trying to decide on what you want to play, check out the best bets. You know, you'll see exactly what Halter and I are playing. It's got ROIs, it's got percentages, it's got our win records, you know, how much we've uh, won over the you know, last week, over the last month. All that stuff's included so you can get a good feel for what you're checking or what you're betting. Uh, make sure you go check out the best best page. Also, um, co-sponsor is the uh, the Whitney Bible will be back. Uh, it'll be available here soon this weekend to go ahead and get your hands on that for the Bible. Um, maybe Halterman, we can we can redeem ourselves. It's maybe I can hit a bet. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, the, the bar is set low, right? Uh, but we'll be getting. I cannot wait for that uh, for that card. And obviously, Halterman and I will be there live in person. All right, let's kick things off here uh, on Friday. At we'll stay at Saratoga for the time being. Race 10, the Amsterdam Stakes, grade two, where 200k for three year olds going six and a half furlongs. Field of six shows up here. And dude, I, I kind of was back and forth with this race between a couple of these horses. Number one, Drew's Gold, a horse that 
I really like. I really wanted to pick um, last time out in the Woody Stevens at nine to five. You've got five to two on Gilmore, and you got three to one on Rivet, who's going for somehow going for eight. I think it's eight straight is what Rivet is going for at this point. Where do you stand with that horse, and do you think he can get it done, or are you worried about the one Drew's gold? I really think the one Drew's Gold's going to get him. Uh, I think Rivet will do his thing. He'll go out. He'll get the lead. But the thing for me, I think the number one Drew's Gold is fast enough to stock him. I think he's fast enough to get up close enough to him to where late in the stretch, I do think he'll wear him down. I think it'll be a really good race between Rivet and Drew's Gold. End of the day, I think Drew's Gold is a little bit better than Rivet, a little bit more classier uh, than Rivet. So give me Drew's Gold, but no disrespect to Rivet. I think he's very, very, very good. And if Drew's goal doesn't fire, Rivet may win by four or five lengths. Um, oh, by the way, he's going for uh, six in a row, not eight. But he's going for six in a row, Rivet, that is. Rattled off five in a row. And he just keeps winning. And uh, even whenever you want to play, play against him, he's, he, he comes back and he just he just, he just just proves you wrong. I mean, this horse has got so much speed. And really, I'll be honest with you. And I had Drew's gold put down. I finally... Here's where I was. If you want to go between the four and the one, that's Gilmore. I thought that Drew's Gold ran a better race than the Woody Stevens than Gilmore. If you want to compare the two, yeah. You know, Arabian Line obviously you know ran awesome that day, but Drew's Gold ran a 106 buyer, increased his buyer off of that 98, the one before. I think he's a legit horse. I think he's a very serious horse. I think he proved it that day. I like him more than I like Gilmore. I like Gilmore quite a bit as well underneath. But dude. I just kept going back to Rivet, and I watched all of his races, all of the wins, and I just thought, you know, this horse just doesn't. He goes fast early, and he goes fast late. Yep. He, he just doesn't stop. And even there's races where it doesn't feel like it's gonna, you know, well, it's, we'll never really know um, with the chick laying, of course, with you know when when having a meltdown broke down that day, but he was right there. We would we were about to see a maybe it was a battle, maybe it was not going to be, but you know, Rivet did go obviously go on to win that day came back and dominated in the max field it just seems like whatever you throw at him it doesn't matter it, he, he kind of he puts horses away early and then he puts them away late so call me crazy maybe i'm not i like the number five rivet i'm just gonna you know stick with what's hot it, you know call me you know, horses won five in a row i'm thinking call me crazy but <laughs> yeah i was gonna say uh, i don't I, think calling you crazy I, you know speed man I, I just you know i just think this is a, a dangerous horse um and until proven otherwise i'm, I'm going with the five rivet I do really like Drew's gold. I'm sure, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that would be, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think if he fires, this is going to be the hell of a matchup. You know, the one interesting part about this, we'll find out what these buyers really stand. I don't know what it looks like on time form, but like Rivet's top buyer in his say five, you know, five race streak is a 96, <laughs> which is, you know, even lower than, gold drew's gold two back you know he's ran much you know ran 10 high 10 points higher than drew's uh, drew's gold did last time out than than rivets high so we'll find out where those really do stack up uh six one three the, the big favorite loses at del mar broke terrible from the gate and uh gets third six one six one three Correct. wow the six big pond the winner Three wow. never looked good for a second <laughs> in the race. <laughs> and uh, welcome to horse racing. Yep. So. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying uh, to 357. I said, 
you'll see in a second how it, how it can change on you. So there you go. I mean, it just for, let me pull it up real fast. Um, Cause this is a horse that. He'd won by like 17 and 12 and yeah. And he had um, beaten that horse and it just, he didn't get out of the gate and that was it. He had won by four and a half on, then he went the last two, 15 and a half and 17. Going one time it was six and a half for longs, one time it was a mile and 16. So there's really no rhyme or reason. 94 and a 92 buyer. Um, I wasn't, I'm not shocked the six ran no. well because that's who I liked in second, but I just, did he just not break at all? Did she not now, break he, at all? He didn't break very well, and he just kind of spun his wheels a little bit in the stretch. He he tried to go inside as the other horses floated out, and I mean, you never really thought he was going to win. Let's put it that way. Wow. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's why it's brutal. All right, let's go to Del Mar on uh, on on Friday. Stay, stay Friday. Go to Del Mar race seven, the Daisy Cutter handicap with 100K. Uh, it's going uh, Phillies and Mares, three-year-olds and up, going five furlongs on the turf. Uh, you got a field of nine shows up here. You got the one Twilight Gleaming. The way I looked at this race, it was Twilight Gleaming or you or you going, you're going like uh, Amy C. I, I think you're between those two. Twilight Gleaming, you know, obviously ran has ran over international a few times. Look, didn't look great at all at Ascot last time out, but comes back here. Um, actually does. She does like Del Mar as well. So uh, what do you think of between these two horses here? Uh, I like Twilight Gleaming. I think she's just a little bit classier than Amy C. And I, I do like Amy C as well, but I think Twilight Gleaming gets the best of her in this spot. Should be a good race. I think it's between those two. I, I really don't think anybody else is going to jump up and get the job done. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, when I handicapped this, I thought, you know, Ward sending her all the way out here. She's, she's do, obviously doing really well if they're going to send her all the way to Del Mar. So, I thought Twilight Gleaming was the one that made the most sense. Yeah, obviously, you know, between the two, um, I think you can make a case, you know, two for two at Del Mar for Twilight Gleaming, five wins and nine starts um, at this distance. Yeah, last time out was not great, but the time before at Keeneland, the only start really in the United States this year, um, she looked really good. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any question that she's showing up to win here. Listen, I picked Amy C last time out in the Intercontinental at Belmont. I thought it was interesting that Diamano brought the horse out there. Thought she ran well, just didn't quite get the job done. Finished third, beating three and a, three and a quarter lengths or three quarters of a length, I should say. Um, comes back out here to out the west, and I, you know, I just think this horse has been running too good to lose, uh, and you know, it's, you know, at this kind of level, I should say. And I do think. You know, there's an opportunity here to try to beat the one, and I'm going to go with Amy C once again. So, uh, I think Amy C likes, uh, will like this distance, kind of cutting back just quite a little bit. She's been running off six and a half and six last time out, goes to five this time. I think that might be enough, enough um, to kind of improve her to get the win. So, give me the five, Amy C, to kind of slightly upset the one twilight gleaming but i was back and forth between those two I, I really would be surprised if it's not one of those two wouldn't you be oh yeah i would i would be i would be very surprised they they definitely look like the best two horses all right let's go to uh saratoga on saturday and let's go to the vanderbilt race eight so the two races prior to 
um, the Jim Dandy on Saturday at Saratoga Race 8, the Alfred G. Vanderbilt Handicap, Grade 1, 350K. It's a handicap for three-year-olds and up, going six furlongs. Uh, Field of Seven shows up here, and, you know, honestly, when you, you, you see Elite Power, it's kind of like, you know, he's the other Cody's Wish, right, out of that Bill Mott barn, and we see Elite Power, you just you just kind of essentially think, okay, well, Elite Power's going to win, and then just move on. And then you start to look at this field closely, at least I did, and I was like, man, good night or elite power good night or elite power which one do i like here and you know and i and you know elite power did kind of dispose of good night when the last time they faced overseas but uh listen good night came back to win and you know elite power obviously did as well but i think it's all about who you like uh more because i i do think you can make a case for either one of them yeah, make your choice whoever you whoever you want to go with you know ask has got a hot hand you go with him but what to me, Elite Power is going to be tough to beat, isn't he? I mean, he showed up in, uh, back at, here in the States and just rolled. And until somebody beats him, I'm not going to jump off of him. So I'll go Elite Power here. I think he gets it done. But listen, this is a test. These are the two best sprinters, in my opinion, in the country. So um, pull it out. They're going to battle in American soil this time. Maybe that'll make the difference. He said, Ashby's on a roll. Maybe that'll make the difference. But I just think Elite Power is a little bit better. So I went with Elite Power. Yeah, I uh, that's where I went as well. Um, I I don't know, man. I had a hard time because like I thought visually, the race from Elite Power last time out in the True North was better than what we saw from in the Aristides at again uh, last time out for Goodnight. But Goodnight got a 108 buyer in that race, and, and Elite Power got a 102 buyer out of that race, and so. Visually, I thought, well, wow, I, I really thought Elite Power was a lot more impressive than Goodnight, but, you know, you look at the buyer, so we'll find out, but the last time they faced, like you said, uh, you know, Elite Power kind of disposed of him in that uh, race at, uh, in Saudi, so I just, you know, I just think Elite Power is kind of, well, elite, you know, this is a horse, another horse that's coming in uh, looking for, what is that, I think it's seven in a row? Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah, no, looking for eight eight in a row is what this horse, elite power this horse has just been on a roll um since breaking uh, his mate just never really looked back including that you know the breeders cup win the win overseas and then the true north last out so i think bill mott's got himself a couple really good horses and elite power is obviously one of them so i'm with you give me number four elite power but i wouldn't be surprised if this thing is a little bit of a fight um especially early in the stretch where you might be seem like it's a little close but I think elite power is going to be too good to handle. So give me the four elite power. The San Diego handicap race eight out of Del Mar on Saturday. It is a grade two. Uh, it's worth 300 K for three-year-olds and up going one and one sixteenth miles. You got a field of nine um, showing up here. And you know, eight to five undefunded Bob Baffert. Not a big surprise that this horse is going to go off the favorite, but if you don't want to play, then you really have your options. I mean, it's not other than maybe, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name, but the nine horse, uh, it's quantum. Um, you really, I mean, take your pick here, but is defunded going to get himself another win? Man, I, I, I want to try to beat defunded in this, but I, I, I didn't, I mean, I just, I just, where did you go? That's the problem. Like these horses that are in this race uh, with him are good, but it does feel like a spot where it's like, we could beat uh, defunded here, you know? And, and maybe I end up going a little bit deeper in the pick five. I haven't, haven't gone that far yet with pick fives. That'll be tomorrow morning, but 
at the end of the day, it's like I, I just I don't want to play Slow Down Andy. I don't really want to play Mystic. I don't really want to play American Admiral. So I mean, by default, I went defunded, but I don't really love this race, Jared. I I, I don't know. I, I go with defunded on top. I think he's the best of the bunch. I can see it going a few different ways, though. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I was with it. I I I couldn't quite get to any other horse that was really why i ended up falling with defunded i mean i i pretty much the way i handicap is i try to anytime there's a favorite i i try to go through and, and beat the favorite and i, I would suggest anybody that, that handicaps to do so and then if you go back and you say well i can't quite you know i can't really if you feel yourself if you if you feel yourself reaching like well maybe that one could do it then it's like well maybe it's just the fun that's just gonna win you know and so um, that's ultimately kind of what I did. You know, I kind of looked at the four, missed the cut for quite a while. The five, American Admiral for quite a while, who beat, missed the cut last time out, but missed the cut was the big favorite that day. Um, I do think the one, Slow Down Andy, is semi-interesting here. Um, you know, mile 16th, I think might help. You know, likes Del Mar. Uh, after, you know, you saw it last year after a poor effort in the Risen Star came back and really looked at the Sunland Derby and, you know, maybe even that poor effort in the Met Mile, I mean, it was the Met Mile, um, ran well in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Uh, so, I mean, could he win? Sure. But I just think Defunded is, to me, is just too good um, to beat here. And, and really, doesn't it kind of feel like, I mean, there's no doesn't. It, it is the best Baffert older horse yeah. for the for the classic division. And, and until we kind of figure out what these Arabian horses are or whatever. But yeah. Who knows? Taba is Taba gone? Is he where is he? You know, is he just <laughs> I mean, defunded be, is is the only horse, right? Can I be completely honest? I don't care where Taba's at. I don't ever oh, want to see him again. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Is he in your backyard at home? Be honest. I, I hope not. If he is, he's gonna go to the pound or wherever. You take animals that are lost. <laughs> he's not staying with me. I don't care about Tava anymore. Is there any is there any realm of this uh, race where you're like, yeah, I mean, Defunded could prove that he's a legit uh, uh, classic horse. I think he's a legit classic horse now. I, I mean, I don't. I he's the best older horse in California. He, I mean, he's he's kind of passed all the tests at Santa Anita, which is where the Breeders' Cup's going to be. So I, I think he is like I don't really, you know, what what happens if he runs third in this race? Does it really change your opinion? And not, not really. It's Del Mar. Weird things happen. You go back to Santa Anita, and he'll probably be just fine. So, I mean, he's definitely one of the better California older horses. So, with the race being at Santa Anita, I, I think he's a legitimate candidate at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really thought that last or two races back, I know it was a mile and eighth race, but I mean, it's, a, it's such a versatile horse. I mean, mm -hmm. he's won at, at mile races. He's ran, he won at a mile and a quarter. He's won at a mile and eighth. Um, but that one, two back, where everything kind of went up against him in that California and, and, and just, you know, missed the break and, came, and kind of did a complete 180 and, and won from coming way off of it. It was a really visually nice looking performance and then rattled off a win on the front end. But maybe it looked like he was going to get beat. Now, I don't know what he is. You know, he is not having to face much out there. Um, you know, he did get beat by Stiletto Boy and, and Proxy earlier this year. You know, Proxy's, they're not terrible horses, I guess. But still, you know what I mean? Like, yep. he is maybe the best 
seemingly, but you know, it's hard to kind of get a good, a good vibe, like trying to pick him to win a race like the classic, but I'm with you. Number six defunded um, for me as well here. All right, let's go to the race, the main event really of the day. There's 10, the Bing Crosby stakes, grade one, 400 K for three-year-olds and up at six furlongs. Again, this is at Del Mar on Saturday. And it is a Breeders' Cup winning your end for the Breeders' Cup Qatar Racing Sprint uh, this fall, like you said, at Santa Anita. So another full, uh, large field here, field of 12. Um, quite a bit different than what we see at, at Saratoga as of late, but makes it a tough race to handicap. 7-2 on Dr. Scheibel, 4-1 in Arcus, who did finish second um, last out. I thought that was a pretty impressive second to... Uh, who did he finish? It was it Cody's Wish? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or no, Elite Power. I'm sorry. The other one. Um, he got second to Elite Power that day uh, in the uh, True North. Ran a nice race. Uh, you got CZ Rocket. The old dude is still running Civilis at six to one. American Theorem, who won this race last year, you got Spirit of McKenna at four to one. The Chosen Vron, uh, the California bred at four to one. Very interesting horse uh, in itself. Hoist of Gold, I think, is interesting at fifteen to one. So, having said all that, where are you going? Yeah, this is this is a complicated one for sure. I, I, I gosh, I, I, I had a number of different horses on t- uh, at one point or another. I ended up going Dr. Scheibel on top. I, I hate, kind of hate that I ended up going that way, but I just look at it and say, okay, this outside draw is good, in my opinion, for a sprint race. I think being outside of all those other horses will be good for him. He has early speed, but he does have to go to the front. So I think he should stock what should be a pretty hot pace. I think he comes home running. Uh, I, I really like Dr. Scheibel, the 11 here, um, the more I looked at it. So I went 11 on top. I also like the one a bit, and I like the four a bit. So uh, I think there's 100, uh, 100, or it's not 100. There's 12 different ways you could go here. There's a lot of different angles to look at. I just kind of think that outside post for the 11 is going to make a big difference. I think he can sit wherever he wants to sit. And I think if he fires his best race, he'll have a hard time holding him off this time. Yeah, just this is a this is a crazy race, really. I mean, it, it it it's like I logically I want to pick, you know, I think Spirit of McKenna is super interesting. I really like this horse. You know, the four to one. I mean, we'll see if we get that. But I'm also wondering if if there is any how much more upside there is with the two, you know, it kind of feels like we've seen, I mean, runs really well and obviously there's nothing to, um, you know, winning by, you know, open links last time out, but it's going to take a big effort. I feel like to win here. Um, the chosen Ron, I think is way interesting, yep. but it's like such a class hike and you know, what, what will he do here? You know, but when you look at the numbers and like the way this horse runs, I mean, really could, should, should be able to compete. Uh, my little boy Colin. Uh, we've been playing this Ninja Turtle game on. Um, oh. <laughs> we've been playing this Ninja Turtle game on uh, Roblox. Oh, you don't know what Roblox is, probably, but uh, and it's it's uh, it's like it's so fun. Like I mean, just because him and I, like I have my own account just to play with him, and mm-hmm. he keeps calling me and be like, "Dad, I unlocked I unlocked Mikey," or you know, and so it's kind of a fun way for us to to play uh together when when he's not here but right. anyways he's probably telling me he unlocked one of the new <laughs> characters. um but uh no I, I you know really i think you know anarchist i think makes a lot of sense uh even your horse dr shival american theorem 
I just kept going back and listen, I might kick myself for this, but I kept going back. It just feels like a race that the one hoists the gold is going to win. Yeah. And or, or at least let's say should could win. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a horse that, you know, ran has been running in all the big races, you know, for the most part this year. And it's it's Dallas Stewart. I mean, no shock, right? He just runs them just like you, you know, uh D Wayne, right? But right. uh, you know, really ran well all year other than the Met Mile, which was just a disaster in itself, unless you're you know, Cody's wish or, you know, I guess Zandon, but um, you know, you don't like other than that, you know, like I thought it was a nice move for him to kind of take the horse back to a level that maybe um to kind of get his confidence back last time out. And he ran a nice race that day in the allowance race at Ellis Park. But you know, you look back three back in the in that Churchill Downs race, finished you know, finished second to who? Cody's wish. Mm-hmm. Um in the Commonwealth, you know, finished second. Uh, you know, so this is a horse that I think at this distance might be pretty dang good. Um, and especially in a field that it feels like it's just all over, you know, um, yeah. listen, I'm with you. Like I, I, I can probably count on two fingers. How many times I've picked a Dallas Stewart horse, <laughs> honestly, in the last five years. So this just feels like the right timing to do so. And I also, by the way, I like the fact that Saya, I mean, he had Saya's right. Um, you know, riding this horse, Hernandez, who's ridden this horse in the past, comes back to ride um, as well. So I think that's a nice little move as well. It's the right price. I'll, I'll give you that. It's the right price. I, I said I liked him too. I, I think it could be a heartbreaking get second, get third type of performance as well. A lot of times with Dallas Stewart, that's kind of what happens. But it's the right price to give a shot at, at, to him. So I, I can't sit here and say I hate. Yeah, it, it definitely, let's be clear. It's got to be, if, if Hoist of Gold gets bet down, I mean, let me put a, like a, a talisman on this, like, or, you know, a, a disclaimer. If the Hoist of Gold gets bet down to like six to one or something, I don't have any interest on Hoist of Gold. But if he stays around this 15 to one mark, I think it makes sense. I, I really like the two as well and i do think you can you can you, if you're playing multis <laughs> let's get it. I, I thought I, i've got my thing on silent i, don't, I guess uh doesn't matter um but you know i listen i, I just think this is the too good of a horse um or too good of a uh a, a bet at that value to not to not make so give me the one hoist the gold hopefully i'm host hosting the trophy uh, <laughs> there you go uh see what i did there all right let's go to um we, again we haven't really looked at this race closely but we'll go to sunday real quickly to the bowling green stakes um Halterman, i don't know if you've had a chance to really dive into this thing but uh it is for you know it is sunday race nine it's grade two bowling green 250k for four-year-olds and up going one and three eighth miles uh on the inner turf again sunday at saratoga i got a field of 11 uh rebels romance for appleby shows up here obviously you've got some chad browns clement motion you know cast you know the the typicals that you see running on the turf at saratoga but thoughts on rebels romance showing up here uh i mean he wins by as much as he wants right like i first of all no i have not looked at this field um but i mean he won the breeders cup so i think he could come win the bowling green i'm shocked he's here i had no idea rebels was coming so yeah i i would say i i mean i don't know like i said i haven't to be clear i have not looked at this yet 
Uh, it came out uh, while we were driving, and I, or while I was driving, I haven't been able to look at it, but I don't see any reason why he wouldn't beat these horses. Um, I think he beat horses last time he was here in the United States. So, uh, yeah, I think Rebels Romance is going to be pretty darn tough in this spot. Uh, that's funny. Kevin says, let the record show that when Hoiskel wins at 5-1, to one, Jared does not get credit for that pick. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't see how it works, Kevin. If he, does, if he is 5-1 to one and he doesn't win, I say, well, you never should have bet him anyways. But if he does right. win, I'll say, well, you know, 5-1 to one is pretty close to what I was thinking. So um, it, it, I got I it already worked out no matter what happens. Um, yeah, you know, like the thing is, like, if you think, okay, well, Chad Brown, Bowling Green, you know, it seems to go hand in hand. But highest honors, Rock Emperor. I mean, I know you're, you have a lot of interest in Rock Emperor, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, not a lot of people do. Never Explain is an interesting one, right? You know, Saez back aboard after finishing second uh, in the Monmouth last month to, to Catnip, who, golly, should have won maybe last time out, didn't mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. Soldier Rising is an interesting horse, but kind of continues to not quite get the job done, you know? Um, you know, up to the mark, of course, beat him, which is nothing to to sneeze at and then red knight beat him uh two back but you know can he get the job done here makes it's an interesting horse you know strong quality should have a lot of speed in the race the great wizard uh you know he's an interesting one i, I don't know we'll see what the price is on him you know finished second last out to siskini but did win um a time before that has not uh, won at saratoga channel maker i mean come on wow, wow. why is what for as good of a trainer as Bill Mott is, why are we running this horse still? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Rebels Romance. So, you know, last time out was in Maidon, uh, finished seventh, beating 11. was not a good effort. But this is a Breeders' Cup turf winner, Rebels Romance, who just ran awesome that day. So we'll see what he does here. But the fact that Applebee's bringing him over. Uh, do you take any, um, I've heard people kind of criticize, not really criticize, but use it as a reason not to bet him. Um, the fact that uh, it looks like Buick is not going to come over, or no, uh, I think it's Mullen is going to get them out uh, for mm-hmm. this one. Do you take any kind of uh, thought into that when he doesn't, maybe when he doesn't bring over one of his top guys? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people talked about Buick not being aboard at the Breeders' Cup. Good point. What happened, you know? So, I mean, I get it, but I, I know I'm not worried about it, to be honest. Um, look, I mean, you might look at the last race and go, well, maybe he's, he's starting to tail off a little bit. And that's, you know, that could be fair. The jockey situation, no, it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, to me, I mean, you, you again, I, I don't really see a whole lot in here that's, that's real strong. So I, I think I he's one that's, he just looks better if he shows up. Last time out, uh, Tawny Port got a 12 buyer. Kevin, you got a 13 buyer for reference last time you ran. So that tells you how bad Tawny Port was um, last time out. So, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm with you. It, it seems like a kind of a case. And I really actually like that, exacto, Kevin, just off the top, you know, looking at this quickly here, like a Rebel's Romance over Soldier Rising exacta. Maybe uh, just because, you know, like Soldier Rising, a horse, like I said, likes to get second, runs well, hasn't quite gotten the job done. Who does get the job done? Maybe it's the uh, international horse for Appleby Rebels Romance. So I, I don't I don't mind that exact at all. Uh, you might play it both ways. I, I think if somebody's going to beat him, he's in a hell of a good form right now, right? 
I mean, if you're running behind uh, up to the mark by two and three quarters, that's one you'd better take a hard look at. For sure. I mean, listen, because we, we've seen it too, right? This year, it seems like it seems like this year more than past years, Appleby hasn't, it hasn't been as automatic. And I know it's never automatic, but don't, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like when he's bringing horses over, it feels less like he's like, oh, they're going to win or they're going to run really well. Like, we haven't seen mm-hmm. that all the time this year with Appleby. So if that is the case, he doesn't fire. To me, I would almost play it like, and maybe you disagree here, but just I would almost play like I would key Rebels Romance. You know, I'd play that exacta. And if you don't, if you want to play it the other way, don't even use Rebels Romance because I think he's going to win or not at all. You know, mm-hmm. he'll finish third, you know, fourth off the board. So if you want to play that exacta the other way, play it like, you know, I don't know, Soldier Rising over Never Explain or whatever, whoever it is you like. But I would be more apt to do that than I would be because I think he's either going to roll or he's going to just not fire like we've seen it from some of those Applebee yeah. horses. <laughs> all right, it's all done. We have checks out at racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button in the menu at racingnews.com to learn more. Remember, go check out the Best Bets page as well as the upcoming Whitney Bible available soon on our handicapping products page. Just go to racingdudes.com and search or go look on the main menu. For all those options, Racing Dudes are on Twitter at, at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the places you listen to the pod. We are on there. Go check out the Magic Mike show as well. They did the Del Mar Saturday pick five as well. So you want analysis not of our, just our analysis, but if you want the San Diego specifically and the Bing Crosby that's included there in that pick five, go watch or listen to the Magic Mike show right now. And stay tuned, right? Because you've got another show coming up. That's right. Yeah, uh, about 30 minutes away from uh, Dudes Bet Sports, we're going to do late pick five at Saratoga. So we'll cover, uh, well, one of the race. Well, I guess both those races are in the late pick five. So we'll cover those. We'll get Papa Dudes thoughts. Plus three other ones, uh, like I said, Saratoga on Saturday. We races, uh, let's see, that'll be eight through 12, right? Yes, eight through 12. Yep. Uh, for the pick five, uh, late pick five. We've been close the first two weeks we did this. Going to give it another shot uh, tonight. What what do you think your dad is going to say with uh, Saudi Crown? That's an interesting question. Um, He's going to go. Because it's I Brad think, Cox. We know he likes Brad Cox. But I, is he going to go with the new shooter kind of Brad Cox versus some of those? You know, he loves Forte. He really likes Forte. I know that. Forte will no doubt be the top pick. It'll yep. be Forte. I bet Angel of Empire. He usually goes with class over, like, the new horse, the new shooter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. Stick around and watch and see he, what he thinks of that one. So. He's already told me we're going 4-5 or five in the first leg, and that's it. So... <laughs> so we'll what's see. the first leg the first leg's good night in, in elite power oh <laughs> so well, there he, you go i know i knew me, i knew he would pick good night or he, yeah. he would use good night no doubt. yeah he texts me he was studying I, I think he was studying while the drivers were driving in the driver's ed car he was <laughs> he texts me and he goes we're using four or five in the eighth i was like okay sounds good <laughs> do you think he even watches what they're doing yeah i think he does because I don't think they're great drivers. So I think he does value his life. (laughs) 
he's looking at the does he print out the form or does he, he's got to right yeah i don't know i i guess i guess that's what he's doing i'm not sure i don't know he maybe he was on a break or something but he did text me he's like four or five in the eighth it's like, okay but i haven't heard from him since so um you know if you're gonna watch that first race i'm just gonna write down five and then we'll go right on to the next one so really we only have to handicap four races because uh, we've got that first one already figured out. <laughs> well, stay tuned, everybody, to see what the Papa Dude and Halterman, uh, what they're going to play there. And again, if you guys are going to be at uh, Saratoga tomorrow, Friday, or Saturday, um, or next week, Friday and Saturday, for that matter, Whitney weekend, uh, make sure you hit us up. Um, Halterman and, and Heather will be there tomorrow. Um, myself and Halterman and Heather, and I don't know who else, a bunch of people I'm sure will be there for the Whitney, uh, yeah. our buddies uh, as well. So hit us up. We never turn down um, uh, free drinks. So, again, hit us up at the Paddock Bar. Yeah, I was going to mention that, Kevin. Did you see that today about Burrow? No. What happened? Yeah, he uh, he got carted off. Um, hmm. He uh, you watch When you watch it live or you watch the video, it looks like you, you immediately think ACL or something like that because he's, he's scrambling. They were doing like 11 on 11, and he took off to the right and was scrambling oh. and just got kind of pulled up and like started hobbling. You're like, oh, no, you know. And uh turns out it's a calf strain, they're saying. Huh. So um okay. likely be out the the rest of the pre or you know, all of preseason um with mm. it, but not an ACL or something, you know, huge. And so obviously whenever you see when you see that when you watch it live, because I, I saw the video and I didn't see the what it was for a little bit. I mean, I was like, dude, that's that's gotta that's not good, and whatever that is. So hopefully you'll be all right. Yeah, that's, that's not not good at all when that happens. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad it's just a calf issue. I can't wait for all the talking heads to tell me how missing uh, the preseason is going to be such a big blow to his preparation and how he just won't be very good to start the season because that's when you know will happen. There's no bigger jack-off time than the preseason in the NFL for a star player. They don't do shit. So yeah. he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Well, he's, he's just got to make it to the Arrowhead Classic in January. That's all he – He'll, and I think he'll be just fine for that. So he'll be fine. And by the way, the Bengals could they can't start off any worse than they did last year. They were so bad to start last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, uh, which by the way, I think I mentioned it last week. I won't talk too much about it, but I did finish the quarterback. Um, have you watched all of it? Have you started it yet? No, I'm, I'm not gonna watch that. No, dude, you gotta watch it's so good. It, the funniest part about it was is is, is Mariota just goes MIA. <laughs> so they cut. They, it's Mariota. I think it's, you know, for those that forgot or didn't listen, it's Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and Mahomes. And they cover, it's like, that's this, like three different guys, three different teams, you know, three different situations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Mariota, if you remember, like Mariota got, well, you probably remember he got benched at the end of last year, towards the end of last year. Um, but, but the other thing is like, they also kind of like, he just disappeared after that, which I'd kind of forgotten. He, he, when that, once he got benched, it was like a bye week and he never came back to the facility. Like he literally didn't show back up to the facilities and he said they would, he went on IR, um, and, you know, and it was going to get a, a knee situation taken care of and take that, go ahead. But it's like, he didn't even stay with the team. Like he didn't stick around and help or anything. He just left. He moved. They moved like, cause you get to see, it's all like behind the scenes and, you know, they have cameras wow. following and stuff. He, yeah. They moved back. I think cause he has a lot of family in Vegas from his time, um, wow. He was, you know, when he played for the uh, the Vegas, um, and so he moved, like he he's moved back, and and then like they cut, they do a thing back to him, 
um, later, uh, uh, like at the end of the show, because he got, I, I had to look it up. I was like, where did he end up going? He, he got signed, the, the Eagles signed him. Um, I didn't, like, I, I never would have known that. He signed, he's a, ba- he's a backup for the Eagles, uh, obviously for, uh, for Jalen, but, right. <laughs> but even then they were like, he was like, yeah, it's kind of really open to go be out West. Um, but you know, like the Eagles, they were in the Super Bowl last year. So like, it's a good opportunity. It's like, dude. What is your problem, man? Oh my god! But, so yeah, so that happened, and obviously it was cool to they got lucky that you got a star player like Mahomes who won the Super Bowl in the in the first year they did it. But it was kind of I was like on the couch reliving the whole Super Bowl. It was pretty awesome. So <laughs> yeah, um, no, I don't care anything about that. No. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's awesome. Like it's it's so it's such a cool um dude he they just built i don't know i'd like to find out i have to ask a couple buddies in kansas city where this is at but he built him and as soon as he signed his contract he bought some land in kansas city or outside of kansas city and Mm -hmm. uh built they're like he he just they just moved into this brand new sprawling house that was like the big criticism everyone's like how does he you know he lives in this normal decent looking house you know but now it's like this he's got a golf or a a par three hole like a literal hole (laughs) in his backyard a football field a pool uh basketball court or something else but it's just like this <laughs> sprawling thing in his backyard it's unbelievable but uh it's kind of neat to see um yeah andy reed is a legend it's uh it's it, it he he is it it's it was it's so it so neat to see even though i knew all of it already because i'm you know a diehard but it's just like how what makes andy reed so special is the way he interacts with his players yeah and not just how he interacts but how he lets like they have times every 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 uh, every practice they have a, mo- a part of their practice like keyed off to where Andy just lets Mahomes and not just him but everyone kind of do their own thing and then Andy will be watching back there you know kind of scribbling and and they find something they like he likes he might okay let's try this let's change this and then they run it you know and they they and there's like all those can you remember those little weird plays they ran last year some of them worked some of them didn't. But those are those kind of plays that they just kind of jack off at in practice, and it turns out you know Andy puts a spin on it, and it works. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. you know. No, how many coaches would do that? You know, not, yeah, not many. He he is. It'll be interesting once he retires what happens because he definitely he is the wheel. You know, that kind of makes that whole thing go. Um, he. He's, I mean, you can't win as many games as he's won. And, and you know, not, it wasn't just in Kansas City here. He won a lot of games in Philadelphia as well. He's, you know, he's the best coach of the NFL when it comes to offense. I, I don't think it's close. Yep. Man, Dr. Tang is really rubbing it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess he did. I'm going to guess he didn't invite you for that ticket either, did he? No, no. I went four out of five, Doc. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, the, the comments out today, it was really funny. Sean Payton just completely – I can't remember what the exact words he said, but he was like the coach – who like basically said like the whoever was coaching or the coach – like I'm, we're basically doing everything the opposite of how it was being done. Like that's how bad Hackett was doing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that. But here's a big test on Sean Payton, right? Will can he revive Russell Wilson? Because he seemed unrevivable all of last year. So how much of that was Russell Wilson? How much was the coaching? 
Yeah. I th- that's going to be fascinating to kind of see how that goes. I don't know. I mean, if, if, if anybody can do it, it's, it, you think he could, but yeah, it, he looked. That's a weird <laughs> guy. Dead. That's a weird individual. Not talk, not Sean Payton, Russell Just Wilson in general. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Apparently he lost a lot of weight. That's what I heard. So I don't think weight was his problem. <laughs> it, it may have been a problem, but I don't it wasn't think it was... the problem. Yeah. I don't think it was the sliver of a problem. <laughs> we actually wanted him to stay in the pocket or wanted him to run, you know, instead of throwing an interception. His, his um, extreme creepiness and weirdness. I go, I think that's way, way up there, number one. He's, I, I've never heard a more cringeworthy soundbite than this guy. So what was it? Broncos country. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But look, I if Sean Payton, if he can't fix him, he's not fixable. I will say that for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm fascinated to see how that turns out. Look. Like here's, here's I, the deal. He took the job knowing he was stuck with him. So yeah. in all seriousness, like forget the fact that he may be a serial killer, but it's like he he had, even though as bad as he was, and we all saw it, Hackett was worse. And yes. so it yeah. it masked some of it, right? Yeah. And I'm not like we all remember, like we all know he was bad, but you know what I'm saying? Like so now this is the year because you have a Hall of Fame coach. You've got a seemingly, I mean, we a lot of people picked him to win last year because they had system in place. It felt like anyways. And so you've got, you add in him, you add in Peyton, I mean, and you've got a, this, you have a nice core of receivers and, you know, you got a situation that's good, a good defense. I mean, you gotta, you gotta win. If you can't, then yeah, it, it's 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 squarely on on the uh, the creepy kid. So you have to be if you're wrestlers, you have to be substantially better. It, <laughs> there's just there's no, there's no way around it. He has no excuses. He has to be wildly better, or yeah. it's a total bust. They're gonna find out. I I'm afraid for Denver fans what they might find out. But again, I have ultimate respect for Sean Payton. He might be able to get it out of them. And if he can, they're going to be decent. But if he can't, where do you go? You don't have anybody else. Where do you go? So it's going to be fascinating to see what he does. And the other thing is, he will not put up with it. If he sucks, he'll he'll be bitched, period. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that relationship goes. Well, it's tough because it's not – I mean, it's a good division, obviously. And uh, you gotta you got to be able to win. you got to have – you know, you could argue. Well, no, you could even argue. I think it's pretty clear. He's the fourth best quarterback in that division. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. assume, like, I think Jimmy G's better than he was, or he is. Um, I thought he was like one of the first five quarterbacks in the league last year. Oh, so easily. I mean, you can only go up. So we'll find out. It's going to be uh, it's that time of the year. You know, we're getting into mm-hmm. August, uh, start figuring out. You know what's going to happen here with some of these teams, and uh, cannot wait. Obviously, you know we'll be doing the, uh, you know Halter and I are in the fantasy league together in that as well. You're looking at the championship matchup from last year right here. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can bring it back, Halterman. But uh, yeah, cannot wait. Obviously, 
for the Chiefs as well to defend their Super Bowl. All right. Funny coming up late, coming up later for Halterman uh, and Papa Dude on Dudes You Bet. Stay tuned for that. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Blinkers Off. Good luck this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 